Hey guys, welcome to Crisis of Crushing It this week. This is um, another solo. Well, I'm still getting my things together. Um, I have a lot going on right now, and it looks like we're going to be moving again soon. Um, things are starting to move with the house. Things are starting to move with business. Um, there's a lot going on. Um, and in all honesty, I'm sort of prioritizing my time and trying to understand exactly um, if I'm providing worth with what I'm doing. I know there's people that are listening. I'm in the process of, like next week, one of my tasks is to actually build the, the website side of this out so that I can actually correspond with my, uh, my listenership. So for now, it's going on blind faith and just the hope that this is helping somebody somewhere with maybe just shifting perspective or understanding that maybe they are telling themselves stories. So interesting week for me this week. Um, last Friday, I believe, uh, I had a puncher. And I took, I mulled over it and I was like, I had other things to do, so I cracked on with them. Um, I had a, sp uh, a spare, uh, I tried to fix the puncher. Uh, and I fixed the one, I put it back in. And then somehow the valve had started the leak. So same, same inner tube, in tube needed to be repaired, which I couldn't repair because it was on the valve. So I bought a new in tube, put that in, and that punctured. <laughs> Just by, I have no idea how I must have had a hole in it already. I didn't check. Um, so I thought, okay, this feels like a sort of a message. Like I need to sort of, I didn't feel like I needed to push through because there was other things in my life that were starting to become a bit of a priority, but were getting left behind because of my exercise habits. But this is not, this, that's not actually a true reflection of the situation. That's a true reflection of my excuses. I was telling myself for not doing the things I needed to do. So I didn't, um, I left the, left the bike and I didn't train. I haven't trained for nearly seven days now, which is shocking for me. Um, so I left the bike and focused on other things. I focused, I had to focus on other things and those other things started to move. So it was quite an interesting, uh, week all in all. Um, so when the, when the inner tube uh, blew out and then I said I bought another one, that didn't work. Um, it was almost like I needed to press pause because pretty much since we've moved down here and we've been trying to do something, I've been on like um, a sort of a loop where I'm doing, 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 not always productively, not always in the right direction, not always for the things that's going to provide the return of investment that I would like. So it's sort of like a good pause, a moment to step back. And uh, like I mentioned uh, on a previous episode with regard to understanding your finances. So, and that, and that is still something I need to wrap up. So I've done the bulk of the work. Now it's taking a trip into town to finish that and put that one to bed. So this week, because of the bike, I found myself focusing on another task. But I've like this week, the wheels have really felt like they've come off. Like in all honesty, I've stopped training, um, and just yeah, it literally feels like the wheels have come off. Not so much with uh, business because that feels like it's going in the right direction. If I feel like I'm finding a bit of directionality for my life, um, but that is only at this point now. And this is Sunday evening, which is why I haven't posted because I've had a lot of conversations around how I've been feeling this week with different people to get some perspective on it. 
So I've had everything this week from uh, suspected gallbladder issues, um, jaundice, um, abdominal pain, constant nausea for the past, literally, like it's only eased up, I think yesterday it eased up, but I've had it for like maybe six, seven days with no obvious explanation as to why. Still able to eat, so I, I thought it was a bug, so I tried to clean it, I tried to make myself sick, I tried to fast, I didn't do it. Um, uh, palpitations, bad back, like just literally <laughs> a headache, a constant freaking headache that just feels like my head's gonna blow up. And uh, that's all I've been able to focus on is like, I'm trying to move forward with these little things I've gotta do. And they're not little things, they're literally the things that's gonna bring in the income for my family. So it's, you know, little things is really not giving you the right perspective, but I've still been pushing through that side of it. But it was really, really irritating me how I can be riding the bike on a Friday, not train Saturday, Sunday, and then as of like literally the Sunday evening, start to feel ill from not training. Now, I'm not even sure what it was. And as far as I'm concerned, it's gone right now because the only thing that could have brought that on was either like a bug, like I even went to the doctors and she had a look around my stomach and other bits and bobs. Was it a hernia? Was it this? And nothing really, nothing really kind of light. There's nothing, they, no, no light they could shed on it. Um, um, my, I did check my blood pressure Friday, which was 162 over 110. So it's like, it's through the roof, which for me is not right. Now I've been in that state before. I've been, and it, and, and it literally felt like the old me. I started to have similar symptoms I used to have. I started to feel the same. I had low mood, not not depressed, but just like almost like can't be asked. Even though I was still doing, I wasn't doing going all in on the things I had to do, but I was still carrying out the tasks I had to carry out. Until I had a conversation. Then I think it was Friday, no Saturday, Saturday. I had a conversation with a fellow by the name of Keelan Harrington and Michael Bird, and uh, I don't know, I couldn't honestly tell you what he was about the conversation. I mean, was, I think he was talking for nearly around two hours. Um, but it really gave me some perspective on what I want to create and where I want to go. Um, and when I walked away from that conversation, I was absolutely buzzing. Like, literally, I was like, on top of the world. I still had a little bit of nausea there. Uh, my, my, sort of like the, the, the pain was sort of there, but it was present, but it wasn't hurt. I just, I was aware of it. Um, and today I feel on top phone, like literally within a day. So how do you go from feeling sick and really unwell? Like literally to the point where like, I, I wouldn't even contemplate the going on my bike because I felt that unwell. And today I've, I've smashed my, my calendar. I've done a ton of tasks that I've been putting off all week. I fixed my bike. I've done everything I needed to do uh, with regards to putting myself in a good position for the week ahead. But what brought on that period of being unwell? Was, was it like 
I don't know where everyone's at with you listening to this. I mean, I'm pretty open. I'm, I'm very open-minded. I'm open to many, many different possibilities. But one of the things I'm becoming increasingly aware of is that our physical body is acted upon by our spiritual one. Um, and this is, this is my personal belief. If there's an element of us that knows exactly where we're going and what we're supposed to do, or can maybe like see ahead to events and circumstances that are going to take us the direction that we want to want to go for success, as in living our best life. The way that that entered, the, the way that that aspect of ourselves, our, for the lack of uh, lack of a better term for this conversation, call it a higher self, interacts with the physical is through pain. So I, I mean, when I got things showing up now, I'm I'm not, <laughs> I'm not I'm not wanting to go straight to the doctor and like get pills because I'm firmly of the opinion if you've got a pain and you mask it, that pain will like the pain has a purpose. So everything that shows up in your life has a purpose, and if it shows up in your life and has a purpose, and you mask it or block it, or um, what else can you do? Mask it, block it, or get rid of it. So. If, you, if you're taking painkillers to get rid of it, that pain that stopped you, which you've now got past, will manifest another way. It's your body trying to tell you something. So what I've been increasingly aware of, I mean, I'm doing a course as well, but the, uh, I can't remember the second email, but anyway, you are the healer, if you check that out online. Uh, and his name is Jacob, and he's very enlightened. And uh, he tells us how the body interacts with us and there's, there's a spiritual meaning to all things that happen to us. So I've sort of been Googling, uh, you know, spiritual meaning of headaches, um, the gallbladder. Um, and and, and interest, interestingly enough, um, one of the things that came up with gallbladder was suppressed rage and anger, um, which many people I may be listening to this, if they know me, would certainly not peg me as someone that's angry, or, or that would rage um, because that's not how I present. Um, but curiously enough, I mean, I was just thinking back, I've I seen my, my eldest son go through some different things and some of his behavior reminds me of my own when I was younger with my father, who I would never backlip, backchat. Um, but if he would lay the law down, I'd often go up in my room and I'd like bite down on a pillow and punch the pillow and be angry with the pillow. Um, and, you know, and, and cuss the pillow out. But I wonder how that internalizes in our present. So obviously that, that if you cram emotions down inside and where am I now? 44. So I've got, I guess that's probably when I was about 10. So that's like 34 years of emotions going in. And if we're not willing to let them and ourselves to experience them and express them, they just get smothered and layered upon. Um, so I'm curious about the gallbladder bit. I can see how that might be uh, suppressed anger and rage. But the conversation, as I walked away, led me to more than anything was hope. Um, because of this, the this mental state I was in during the, before the call was that of feeling utterly not lost, but not knowing which direction to take, which yeah, I suppose you could call it lost. 
but it, I didn't feel lost. I just felt I hadn't, maybe I had too many choices or maybe there was too many options and I didn't know which option to take. So I'd almost procrastinated and stuck myself through lack of decisiveness. Um, and what I've also been doing because, because of this trying to take things away, because invariably in life when we procrastinate and take too much on and we have too many choices because there's too many things that's there that don't need to be there so if i was going to refine my life to the three to four elements that really fulfill me and make me happy what are they uh, and actually this is what i've been delving into lately and um i'm sort of like cutting back on the things if they don't feel too good then i don't want to do them anymore so I'm looking to remove them from my life. How can I get rid of them? How can I do that? How can I get somebody else to do them for me or or whatever, or just remove them myself completely uh, and then pursue things that fulfill me and make me happy uh, as a person and then make more space for me to be happy with my family so we can be happy as a unit. So that's what the ultimate up of the conversation was, was one of hope. Though being able to talk to somebody and I mean, it's, you'll all have somebody around you that you look up to. It'll be some form of peer. I mean, I had a, my, my boss in my previous job would have been that person, uh, as would his second um, in the office as well. There's always somebody you can look up to and talk to. Invariably, they listen and give you a, an alternative perspective to the one you currently perceive in front of you. So this is what I wanted to share. If you're currently going through something and you feel like there's no way out or there's only one choice, challenge yourself to ask yourself a question. And if the choice that you, if, if your answer is, I can only do this or there's no way out, challenge the, if there's, if there's, if I can only do this is what if that wasn't an option? What might you do instead? And if there's is no solution, ask yourself, how do you know there's no solution? What if you tried? Better still go and have a conversation with somebody. Go and find somebody you trust enough, you value their opinion enough that they you know you're willing to have an open conversation. To just not not just to vent to spew on them and just get rid of everything, although that will be part of it. And that's, I mean that's part of the therapeutic uh, effect of, of being around people that hold themselves to higher standards and are able to offer you alternative perspectives. Is it gets out of your head? I mean, I swear the blood pressure in my head was just me having too many options and too many things in there. I was internalizing. And when I think about it, what I've stopped doing as well is I've stopped doing my journaling. Not all aspects, but the one that allows me to brain dump and get rid of all the stuff that's inside that isn't really constructive. It's just thoughts that you wake with and then they stay there and then they play around and then they make friends. And then next thing you know, that thought ties with another thought. And before you know it, you're in a slump, you're feeling stuck and life's crap. So that doesn't have to be the case. Because if you rewind, like to last Thursday, everything was groovy for me. So what led me to that point? And it was stopping my routine was a big part of it. I mean, 
pressing pause, looking back, also gave me time to reflect on my calendar, to clear some tasks out. That being said, I could have been much more proactive in getting my bike fixed to get back on it, you know, maybe Wednesday, midweek. However, I didn't. I kept doing the other things. So, you know, kept pushing the, the other tasks that needed to be done. And I started to fill my day with all those tasks, which meant I was getting up later, which meant I was becoming more lazy, which meant I was, I was getting less done. I was feeling less accomplished. By eight o'clock in the morning, usually I've knocked out an hour's ride. I've done my abs. I've done my um, calisthenics. And I'm feeling quite accomplished for the day with regards to my personal health. Now, for me, if you're going to build something, if you're going to build something for you and your family, and this took me the long, this took me the longest in the world to get to. If you're going to build something for your family and yourself, a better life where you are living your best version of you, it starts with you. You can't, you can't be focusing on your family and, and giving them everything they need or they want when you're the one that's getting it, but you're not fulfilled and getting what you need and what you want. Now, this sounds, I mean, many people say, oh, selfish. Well, how are you supposed to serve somebody you love? If you, if you love your family wholeheartedly and you want to serve them to the best of your ability, do you really serve them to the best ability if you're not fulfilled? I don't think so. And this is the thing that took me longest to come through. And I can almost say it to the point now where if someone was to challenge it, it's fine if they want to have an opinion, but they will never change my perspective on that. But actually, I am open to that perspective being changed. However, as it currently stands for me, the base of that pillar and that pyramid, that building, that family, that life that you want, starts with you, as it did for me. And it starts, for me, it was about making big moves, big, big health moves, big decisions, which at the time didn't seem that big, but looking back, they were. So what can you do today to help yourself and create this life? And why do we have to give ourselves so much grief as, as fathers and husbands about actually having time for ourselves to nurture and nourish ourselves, you know, in the morning? I mean, if, if, if you suffer with the guilt and you don't want to be away from your family, I've been there. I've done that. So how can you, how can you reduce that or eliminate that guilt? The way for me was the fact it was a time trade. I, I'm t- trading time at the gym for time with my family. So I took that out of the equation. I now wake up before all of them. And all my training is done before they're all awake. When we're having breakfast together, we have breakfast, we tidy up. I then do my journaling. And then we're into homeschooling. So, you know, there's, there's ways and means around things. We just have to be open to uh, other possibilities than the norm. Because if things stay within the norm, nothing changes. And I don't think there's many fathers out there and husbands that if, if they're feeling anything like or resonate with anything I've just said, would ever wish that for their children. So why don't you wish that for yourself? That's it for today, guys. That's my thoughts. Just wanted to share that with your health. You're the bottom of the pyramid. Therefore, you're the base stone, the foundation stone. And your foundation is based on your health. If you're not healthy, what have you got? Have a good week. Stay strong.